on this episode. If you were a pirate, though, yeah, what would be your name? My name? Yeah. Ooh, I haven't thought about that. That's. I mean, I can't pick any of these, anything close to these guys' names because they all wind up being just like dick jokes. Well, a lot of them too. Like they sounded feminine. Some of the names. So it was like, is it like the theory of like you know how Johnny Cash like the boy named Sue? Yeah. So like they just give him this name and then the guy's just got to make up for it and be a super dick. That's <laughs> possible. You know, his name's yeah. Gladys, so he's off. You know, just, <laughs> he becomes glad the you know head beheader. You know, the head beheader. Off. I don't know, whatever. Just like it's got to you know make it more masculine. Oh, dude, I just got it. I know what my uh, I know what my pirate name would be. I know exactly what my pirate name would be. What's that? Seahawk Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> uh, I'd be uh, Captain Ass King. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another edition of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host Juan. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get to things, I just want to say uh, thank you to the people who wrote us reviews this week. We would always love more if you haven't written us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Please go and get us a review. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts or don't have an Apple account, make one up. Just go on the internet, make one up, you know, make a fake email and put your info in there. Put anybody's info in there and just go write us a review. I don't care. I, I would greatly appreciate I'll give you a hug. Like, that's my big incentive Ooh. to you. And, you know, maybe we'll have Juan make fun of you or something if you would like that. Anyways, uh, you can also hit us up on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> facebook.com slash no country podcast. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram at no underscore country underscore podcast. And I actually believe someone from Vermont followed us uh, on Instagram this week. Uh, thank you for listening out there. Uh, yeah, reach out to us. We love it. And uh, Twitter at podcast underscore country. You can also email us at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail. You can say anything you want. 346-291-0050. Now that that is out of the way, we have a new segment called Real History According to Mark and Juan. So today, we are going to go on a journey. We are going to journey back to the 17th and 18th century to explore the golden age of piracy. And that's not just because Juan and I both like booty. <laughs> now all Juan is thinking about is booty and me too. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. Anyway, so... Uh, really, pirates have existed uh, a long time since the times of the Greeks and Romans. During back then, they would have, you know, their ships would travel around the Mediterranean. And, you know, there was always opportunistic people looking to just, you know, stop the ships, sink them, ransack them, take their goods and run away with it. But the golden age of piracy took place in the years between 1650 and 1720. So, Juan, we were born too late for all the booty collecting that was going on, unfortunately. Well, that's fine with me because that was a different type of booty. <laughs> well, as but you I see, can appreciate the love, though. 
As you see later, it might not have been. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Uh, The Age of Pirates, or I should say this Age of Pirates, can actually be traced back to uh, the English when Queen Elizabeth I kind of got pissed that the Spanish and the Portuguese were carving up the world under the Treaty of, oh, dang it, Tordesillas? It looks like tortillas, but there's... Uh, Sound like you said tore easy ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, now you got my touch. <laughs> it, 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 I, I looked up the pronunciation for it because I didn't want to screw it up. So anyone out there that can speak Spanish or Portuguese, I'm sure you're going to tell me it's wrong. But anyways, it looks like does tor- Tamika speak Portuguese? Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I uh, said it wrong. It it looks like tortillas with a D in there. So I'm just going to call it the Treaty of Tortillas because I think that's way more entertaining. <laughs> you know, they they bonded over tortillas and then drew a line and the Pope sanctified it like he did. And then they started covering it. But anyways, uh, C- Queen Elizabeth I was upset because she felt that the Pope had no right to say that the Spanish and the English could carve up the world however they wanted. And they were not under the Catholic law like the Spanish or the English were not under the Catholic law like the Spanish and the Portuguese were. So she said, forget this. And she sanctioned civilian sailors to attack Spanish and Portuguese ships to steal their cargo and bring it back to her. Uh, Basically, it was a legal form of piracy while the Spanish and the Portuguese considered it was legal because it was whitey. It was when he was angry because it wasn't getting the piece of the the pie, except in this case, it was booty. Yeah, basically. But uh, she's not gonna outsteal us. No, (laughs) they had an empire, the English had an empire to maintain or build. I forget exactly when the English empire started, but maybe I'll look that up later. But the Spanish and Portuguese called them pirates, and the English called these sailors heroes. Uh, Soon, these sailors became known as privateers. A government would give a privateer a letter of mark, and it's spelled M-A-R-Q-U-E, not mark like my name, but it's pronounced the same, uh, which meant they could legally be a pirate for their government. Uh, Basically, legal piracy. And later on, the Spanish and the Portuguese and the French. Ah, so that's like the IRS. Yeah, basically. So basically all the colonial governments started doing the same things. If you were a privateer, if you wanted to be a privateer, you went to a local government, you're like, hey, I got a boat and some guys and I want to go, you know, I'm Spanish. I want to go beat up the Dutch. Oh, okay, well, here's a letter of mark and you can go off and you can legally kill and slaughter and, you know, take whatever you can and bring it back to us and sell it to us and we get a share and everybody's supposedly happy. But... This specific period of history and uh, took place primarily in the West Indies. Now, for those of you who don't know, the West Indies is an area that is made up of islands such as Cuba and the Grand Cayman or the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean Sea and the surrounding land masses such as modern day Florida, Colombia, uh, Panama, Panama, dun, 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 <laughs> Panama. I have to sing that every time someone says Panama, it gets stuck in my head. That awful Van Halen song. I figured you'd appreciate that. Uh, Honduras, Belize, Costa Rica. Woo, Costa Rica. Uh, Oh, man, I could have been a pirate. You could have been a pirate. Uh, Mexico and Venezuela. So basically, uh, eastern Mexico, southern United States, and actually up into the colonies, like North Carolina, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and uh, the northern part of South America, plus all the islands in between. 
So all of the Caribbean islands. Uh, it's actually really beautiful there. I've been to the Caymans, all three of the Cayman Islands, been to Florida. And actually, uh, some of the piracy happened even in the Gulf of Mexico. Just there was nobody really in Texas and stuff. So it's not like Galveston was known for its pirates or anything that far back, like 300 years ago. But uh, that being said, I've I've always found this stuff really interesting because... It just seems like this crazy adventurous like time to live in, like the world was expanding, shipping was expanding, so there's all this colonizing going on. It was uh, obviously marred by slavery. Uh, the slave trade was in you know full swing at this point in time. They were bringing slaves over in ships, cramming these. I've been to a slave castle. Juan has actually been to one too in Ghana. It's one of the most wretched, awful places I've ever been, just knowing what people went through and you know. What other people put other people through, and they would just cram. Yeah, that was one of those uh, like tourist stops that I really, I didn't even like being there. Yeah, I didn't either. But I think it was important to go, just because that kind of crap needs to stop and not happen again. Because it's just the fact that people can do that to other people is just unbelievable to me. I don't understand how people can rationalize that. But <laughs> pirate like. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about pirates because a lot of exposure to in our modern age of piracy is just what we hear about Somali pirates or just like movies like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which are super unrealistic. Shocking. It's a movie. And a, uh, but their life expectancies were pretty short. It was a very dangerous life because of obviously the danger of sailing. Um, you know, other pirate hunters would come after them. You know, raiding ships or ports was obviously dangerous because the other ships are going to fight back or ports are going to fight back. And they, uh, also a lot of awful diseases such as, but not limited to, typhus, dysentery, smallpox, measles, scurvy, burberry, food poisoning, and so many STDs. Uh, yellow fever, malaria, and, oh, yeah, and scurvy again. And if you don't know what scurvy is, uh, it's really, it's a disease that's caused by a deficiency of vitamin C, characterized by swollen, bleeding gums, the opening of previously healed wounds. Ugh, how awful is that? Uh, which partially affected poorly nourished sailors until the end of the 18th century when I guess they figured out to take a vitamin C pill or eat an orange. Uh Early symptoms of scurvy, just in case you, you I'm going to tell you, give you these uh, symptoms, Juan, so you can know if you have scurvy or not, uh, so you can go get treatment or take a vitamin C pill or eat an orange or some broccoli. Uh, generally feeling unwell, fatigue, loss of appetite, nausea, diarrhea, fever, painful joints and muscles, and the worst, small pinpoint bleeding around your hair follicles visible in the skin. What? Yep. How would you like that? Hey, dude, your pores are bleeding again. I think you have scurvy. Sometimes I feel like I sweat blood. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> now that really puts it in perspective. It's like, is it really worth it? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I guess... You know, I guess if you're desperate, yeah, be a pirate back in those days if you had nothing to lose, or if you're a criminal, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, okay, so like in this time, like, uh, not all the time, but uh, 
a good amount of the time, pirates would take on uh, slaves that they either, you know, they would raid a ship and there were slaves on the ship. So they would take any that wanted to get away. So then the slaves would become pirates because they wanted freedom. You know, they could work on a ship and not be a slave. So like that was an upgrade for them, obviously, but still like, uh, Pirates were kind of like their own republic. They pirate captains had to be elected. So a, if a pirate got there, he had to basically have been proving himself for a while, and he had to be elected. Uh, the same way, also, you could pretty pretty easily be taken out by a mutiny or being outvoted. Um, they did not mess around. They uh, also the myth about buried treasure. Pirates did not bury treasure. Only one pirate ever actually buried treasure. And then uh, when they were done with, like, their sailing mission, ah, there was something, a word there, but I totally forgot it. My brain is farted. But they divided all of their plunder equally when they were done. So it's not like the captain got an extra share. The captain was just someone that they figured was a good leader or good at navigation, and he had, like, good instincts. So he was the captain. Yeah, and you're not going to take extra. You know, the next guy's just going to whack you. <laughs> exactly. I was like, whoa, 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 Steve. Now it's fair and even. Let's <laughs> yeah. not go around stabbing people for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Getting the same shit as you. And I got all the responsibility. Yeah. Uh, uh, that way, uh, also, pirate captains and pirates sometimes would uh, basically just kill each other because they wanted a bigger share. Whoa, so just lower them numbers. Yeah, it was like, hey, you know what? Uh, Joe and Frank and uh, Steve kind of been pissing me off lately. lately. Uh, you want a bigger share, Steve? Yeah, okay, let's go kill them all. I mean, that was a pretty common thing because... Uh, That's kind of a drastic way to give yourself a raise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about earning a promotion. Then, you know, that really leads into explaining why they would be so hard. Yeah. You would have to be just the baddest of the baddest. Yeah, to even have any kind of a, a longevity of career as an actual private. Oh yeah, you know well, what I mean. Most of them, their life expectancy was like two to five years. Like they just did not ex- because of all of these factors, like sickness, violence, crew violence, all this stuff. Like they didn't really expect to last very long or live very long. But um, successful and the smart pirates would save their money. And then retire to a nice port in the Americas or the West Indies, sometimes Africa, um, just because like they thought, oh, if I could save up, you know, this much loot or booty, then I could just go buy a plantation somewhere. Uh, very few of them did that, you know, but some did. But many pirates basically would just spend all of their rum uh, money on rum and women. So they were just perpetually broke. Oh, so it's just like me now. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Spend all my money on Jason's ass and uh, still worth it. Still worth it. So here is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Jasmine. Yep, happy birthday to my booty. <laughs> you could be considered a land pirate. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> it's like it's like dude, I know this just sounds terrible, but it's just like my dick's like the male. It's like <laughs> rain, seat, slide, whatever. It's like 19 degrees here. Still, <laughs> it's still going down. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I don't ask. I take. So I guess I'm a bit of a, a butt pirate a little bit <laughs> when it comes, comes to that. There's a term I haven't heard in years, butt pirate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. 
there's not a lot of warning either with me with that. With it's just like, hey, you know what tonight is? <laughs> it's booty night. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you signed up for this voyage. <laughs> You're my first mate. <laughs> so the word mate is in there. Yeah. So it's either that or I'll kill you and I'll take it off. <laughs> well, maybe I should have been a pirate. <laughs> Can we do it now? <laughs> I don't really got a whole lot to lose at this point. <laughs> uh, pirate vessels were also less strict and less structured than other naval vessels or merchant vessels. Uh, there was kind of just like kind of like lax rules. Uh, no, I should say less lax rules. Like they still had a structure of discipline and stuff. Uh, yeah, like and if you fuck up, they'll kill you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> basically. They just might not have as like stringent ones. Like yeah, you know the decks got to be swabbed, cleaned. Every they probably just pissed on it or whatever. But yeah, you know, but you really still you know didn't want to break a rule. No, because actually they did this thing. Uh, pirates did this thing where, like, they obviously would like if you dis if you disobeyed an order or weren't pulling your like weight. Uh, they would either flog you, which sounds awful, uh, maroon you. I mean, that's probably the best thing they would do. Or they would do this other thing. I forgot what it was called. I, w- I thought I wrote it down, but it's not here in my notes. It's not they, walking the plank. They would do that too, but this other one sounds worse, especially to you and me. They would tie a rope around you, throw oh, you no. overboard while at full sail, and you would either drown in the water being drugged by the ship, or you would get beaten to death, smacked against the side of the ship by the waves. Okay, I'm out. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I read that and I was like, nope, nope, nope I'm good. Nope, back on land. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be an accountant now. Fuck that. <laughs> like no nope. a little low, little lower risk profession. You know what I mean? <laughs> this sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um they and then also being on board a ship, obviously the sanitation was terrible, no toilets, no showers. They uh <clears throat> very Oh dude, that's a lot of dudes that didn't wash their hands. No, oh. I'm fucking out. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh what? they since they were at sea for months at a time, they didn't have any perishable goods, so all they had to eat was like hardtack or other like foods that would keep. And uh, uh, frequently they would run out of food because it's pirates, so they aren't very disciplined. And so they just kind of eat whenever they're hungry, and then they run out of food. So they would frequently lack food or obviously proper medical care. And since they couldn't keep fresh water on board, they primarily just drank rum all the time. Whoa. Yeah, so they were basically probably in a constant state of a rum buzz. And probably dehydrated all the time and... Oh, yeah. They just basically drank themselves to death. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they were terrible, terrible health. We'll get into some more of that here in a bit. Uh, They would, pirates as a strategy, would often have far more men on board than a naval or merchant vessel. This was a tactical decision. So they could overwhelm another crew and vessel when attacking. They would also alter their ships so they could accommodate more cannons. So, like, they would capture ships that had like you know ten guns, and then they go put forty on there. Yikes! <laughs> and, then, and then these smaller vessels that normally would be crewed by like twenty to fifty guys, they would put three hundred guys on this ship. Sometimes. See, it's the whites, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Always with the more guns. Always with the more guns. So imagine just... a small ship. 
in the ocean for months with nothing but like hardtack rum, 40 guns, and 300 dudes. <laughs> oh, dude, you're all fucking dying. <laughs> That's just going to be whoever like the, the smartest, toughest guys are going to live because yeah. everybody else is just going to end up being a victim. That's okay. like a that's like a floating prison. Yeah, it basically because is. you can't leave, right? Yeah. So, and it's gonna be the craziest, hardest people with the least amount of like shit to worry about losing. You know what I mean? That yeah, that is. So the idea that that they are were this like you know drunk crazy. I mean that part has to be true. Yeah, you have to be nuts. Yeah. I can't stand my friends. <laughs> I don't want to be on a boat with three hundred people. <laughs> Especially that, you know, you're not in any kind of really nice conditions. You're probably just sleeping on the deck and shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, because if there's like, you know, up to 300 people on a small boat, then, or even like, even a bigger boat, like they would lash together like hammocks. So they would be like double, triple layered. And I'm sure like sometimes people were sleeping on decks because if you have that many people in a boat, there ain't no room. And imagine how fast 300 people go through food and rum. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, me and the captain used to be tight, man. <laughs> tight. Had to let him go, though. <laughs> One thing I've learned about rum—you have a great time where it's all cozy and warm, and after that, you go, "I did what?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, one shit himself. <laughs> That's what Rome does. Man. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Okay, so now we're going to get to the meat of the story. I just wanted to give everybody out there some background information. Uh, I am a student of history, so I know I don't know everything about history, obviously, but I do know a lot about history. I've been studying history my whole life. I always will be studying history. And I wanted to incorporate some of uh, my love of history into this podcast because it can be really funny. It can be kind of, we can learn something from it and we can find some silver linings. I'm pretty sure, Juan, what's a silver lining you can think of already? Uh, as a pirate, you, you, you might not live long, <laughs> but uh, you probably could just take ass at will. I mean, not that that's like... But it's kind of, I don't know, it's, ooh, man, is there a silver lining? I don't know. It's like, oh, that was great. I got syphilis. What? Gonorrhea? <laughs> uh, I can't even spell that. <laughs> it does what to my dick? What? <laughs> like, what would you do? Like, if you get something contagious. Oh, yeah. On, on something, it's it, like everyone's got it. And then, yeah. like, you know, like when you have, like, the flu, and then you realize, oh, that's because Aunt Janice came over and she had the flu, and fuck, you got my whole house sick, and you hate her. Yeah. Can you imagine if you're a pirate and you're like, yeah, <laughs> Steve gave us all syphilis? Like you're gonna kill him. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not like the flu, Steve. Thanks. It sounds. Uh, it had to be awful. Anyway, the so fact that you could die from just not eating vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> And that was just because they didn't eat anything with vitamin C because they couldn't keep fresh fruits or vegetables. And a lot of vitamin C is found in fresh, like citrus fruits or vegetables. But the road around the Caribbean, there's nothing but fruit. <laughs> They're just like, fuck it. Let's just ferment that shit and drink it. Like, exactly. No, you should eat it. <laughs> I'm too drunk to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pores are bleeding again. 
Like I do eat fruit. <laughs> it's in a bottle. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk today about Edward Teach, which is actually he is more famously known by his pirate name, Blackbeard. And there's very little known about Edward Teach. Uh, he was born... They don't know his exact year of birth. A lot of writers and historians believe it was in 1680. And they believe he was born in Bristol, England. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, some people speculate that he... Uh, they, the, his name, Edward Teach, was just a fake name he gave when he got to the West Indies. Some think it's real. Nobody knows. It probably doesn't really matter. Uh, but record of his, records of his early life are scarce. It is commonly thought that he fought in the War of Spanish Succession, and he distinguished himself at that time for being really bold and really courageous in battle. So he finally got to the uh, the West Indies, to the islands. I believe it was Jamaica. Once again, I need to take better notes. But uh, he early he started out working on a ship with a pirate captain named Benjamin. Okay, I'm serious. His last name is Horny Gold. Well, that's a great pirate name. Benjamin Horny Gold. <laughs> so Ben There's no joke necessary. <laughs> ben Ben is horny for gold? <laughs> Obviously, he's a pirate. Wow, that is uh that's too fitting. Yeah. And they uh, they operated from New Providence, which was basically a pirate haven slash shantytown uh pirates would come by there and just build these rudimentary like shanty towns out of like old sails and scrap wood and you know whatever they could find and they would congregate there because there was no government there and they could just kind of have like a pirate life on the land and uh they wouldn't you know they have a safe place to go have port sounds pretty disgusting but in uh, 1716 uh, Teach and Horny Gold. Oh my gosh, I love saying that. Uh, a, a slo- they captured a sloop, which is like just a small single mast ship. Uh, and Teach asked Horny Gold, <laughs> Horny Gold, if he could have it have the ship as his share of the loot, and he gave it to him. And so he had his own ship. Uh, and he still worked with Horny Gold because Horny Gold was like his mentor. And was teaching him, like, in the ways of being a pirate captain. So, Horny Gold... Well, I know that if I was going to have a a pirate mentor, I'd want to be named something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what you got going on with your your old teacher, but mine's name was Horny Gold. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I lost my place because I'm too busy laughing. But later on, the next year, by 1717... They were working together, raiding ships and steering barrels of wine and flour. Uh, The big commodities they would steal and go sell or keep were, you know, to try and sell were wine, rum. Obviously, they would keep the rum and the wine a lot because they would drink it. Uh, Flour, sugar and cocoa because those were like huge high dollar items because those were things that, you know, they would send back to Europe and sell for big profits. So they would capture a lot of that and go find places to sell it and make money or, you know, do whatever with it. Uh, Once they captured a ship out of (laughs) this is crazy. They once captured a ship out of Havana carrying 120 barrels of flour. That was their take. Yeah. Like, yo, man. I got a line on some flour. <laughs> Talking like 120 cakes. You in? 
It's life or death, man. Flowers worth it. Well, yeah, I never would have thought that white powder of that kind yeah. would ever be worth dying for. It's like, did you say Coke? No, I mean flour. flour. Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to make some bread with it and shit? I don't know what they're going to do with it. I just know it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. If they were wow. lucky, they could have, like, captured a ship that had sugar and flour, and they could have made bread with it. They would have just needed some yeast. Then they'll be like, I know a guy down <laughs> further to the coast. He's got yeast. Let's do this thing. Together. The the crazy uh, illegal smuggling of bread ingredients back in the 18th century. <laughs> be like, call it Pyrera bread. <laughs> Just, uh, and, uh, you know, the modern version is Panera bread now, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I guess that's probably where Panera bread came from. Actually, we'll go with that. According to this podcast, uh, we have discovered <laughs> that Panera bread came from, you know, pirating, uh, you know, goods, baking baked goods in the 18th century. And it was like, if, how are you going to be hard, though, when you're like, <laughs> how are you going to be a hard pirate when you're just like stealing bait? You're like, no, I, you, I heard you know Betty Crocker. Like, what? <laughs> No, for real. They got the real shit. If we get some cocoa, we steal some cocoa, we can make some chocolate chip cookies. Shit. Man, fuck rum. I would have had like a ship with hot brownies. <laughs> Nobody had been killing each other. <laughs> They'd end up just giving up the pirate life. Just go start pitching tents on the coast. Maybe that's what happened in Jamaica. Just start shaking hands and getting along. <laughs> You get some rum in there, just start killing each other. Yeah. Actually, if you think about that, uh, if if you like are honest and you assess like what alcohol does to people and how it makes some <laughs> good amount of people violent and have horrible. Oh behavior. yeah, dude. And certain liquors like that do that to like a lot of people. Yeah. That's what. That's one reason why I got out of rum, man. Rum made me just not everything that was not good <laughs> came out. Yeah. You know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was just like. Uh, Death and violence, I guess. Man. Yeah, that was crazy. Okay, so in uh, whew, in September of 1717, uh, Teach and Hornigold met and joined forces with Steed Bonnet. I, I don't know if it's Bonnet or Bonnet. I was going to look up a correct pronunciation, but I don't think anybody really cares that much. If you care that much, leave me a voicemail telling me what the correct yeah. punctu- uh, uh, pronunciation is. Whether the guy's is. name is Bonnet or Bonnet, I'm probably going to think of him about the same. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to call him Bonnet because it's funny to me. Uh, he was... This is ridiculous. He was a wealthy landowner slash plantation guy who became a pirate, and he was awful as a pirate. Like... He basically just became a pirate because he wanted to get into like an adventurous life of crime. Right, he, he just was, wanted to be like a bad boy, but he was right. too, rich, too busy being rich and successful. Yeah, but he was terrible at it because he didn't have any experience or anything, and he just didn't distinguish himself. More on him later. But Hornigold, uh, Hornigold's crew at the time didn't like him, and uh, Teach asked Bonnet if he could take over Hornigold's ship, The Revenge, and so, uh, the revenge of horny gold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, it's like a bad prison nightmare. <laughs> oh man, it's the revenge of horny gold. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <clears throat> they then assembled a small fleet and teach and bonnet basically muscled horny gold into retiring. So, horny gold was like, okay, my crew doesn't like me. Uh, Teach and Bonnet don't like me, and he retired. Um, 
Yeah, now, retire or die. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found conflicting reports on this. Uh, you know, doing research on stuff this 300 years back, there's probably going to be a conflicting reports. Uh, some say that the Revenge was Steve Bonnet's ship, and others say it was Hornigold's ship. Either way, it doesn't matter. Blackbeard got the ship when they made Hornigold put him into forcible retirement, and it was a small sloop called the Revenge. And so then, by this time, uh, Bonnet and Blackbeard had three sloops and about 300 men. And this is about the time that Blackbeard came up with the idea to call himself Blackbeard. So he grew his hair, he had black hair, and he grew his hair out really long. And, excuse me, he had in his all of his long hair, and his beard included, he uh, braided it and then tied the ends of it with colorful ribbons. And then he would tuck slow-burning matches or fuses into his hat and light them on fire when he would attack other ships. And then he would carry three pistols on like a bandolier. And he basically was really, really good at using fear and intimidation and just making himself up to be completely terrifying to scare people into surrendering quickly because he had learned through Horny Gold and just through experience that if you wanted to like successfully capture a lot of ships it was easier just to scare them into surrendering rather than fighting and losing 50 guys in the fight and your ship getting damaged and then their ship getting damaged and possibly both ships sinking and stuff like that so this is like way obviously before (laughs) social media this guy's like i gotta put together a character yeah i gotta be this character that's gonna be so scary intimidating i'm gonna use really bright colors and i'm gonna do some crazy hair i'm gonna carry a bunch of guns sounds like takashi 69 he does like uh, like saw this guy's history is like I was gonna around and then you know scare everybody with the way I look and flash guns and shit and uh, so I'm really interested to see how it ended out because uh, history may have repeated itself. <laughs> it may have. Uh, so he he oh boy he would use this fear and intimidation to scare people and surrendering quickly. And then, according to some sources, there are no verified accounts of him murdering or harming anyone that he captured. And then there are also unconfirmed reports that he would cut off the fingers of women who wouldn't hand over their rings on their fingers. So he would, according to these reports, if a woman had a ring and he wanted it and then they wouldn't give it to him, he'd just cut their finger off, take the ring, throw away the finger. And then there is one story that once... Well, at least they didn't keep him. Yeah. that'd be extra white of them. <laughs> yeah. There like was on a tray with a bunch of fingers. Listen, bitch, I'm not playing. Uh give me the ring. Or I'm just adding it to the collection. What? <laughs> Dude, Blackbeard's a sick bastard. Oh yeah. Uh there's one then uh one report that according to legend and rumor that uh, he captured two people and they wouldn't give him information. So he tied them each to a tree and then he cut out the heart of one and made the other captive eat it because they wouldn't talk to him. So conflicting reports, but obviously he really used fear and rumors to get into everybody's heads to make them more likely to surrender. So nobody really knows if he made up these stories because back in those times, um, 
obviously no communication pirates got news what, what what any all ships would do is you would see another ship so you would like flag them and then they would go in and then they would talk and exchange news that's how they would find oh, where are you from where are you headed to what news do you have and so that's how they would find so rumors could spread spread super fast because anytime a ship would so like oh did you hear about blackbeard he cut off this chick's finger or he cut up this so a lot of false rumors and stuff would get around so that's why ooh, excuse me and they gotta figure they're all drunk all the time yeah so they're, they're all just... chatting it up you know gosh they'd <laughs> be like yeah and they, they could turn anything into anything with that group exactly and they'd all believe it too yeah you know and it, well you'd almost have to because god forbid you don't believe it then you know you die for that reason. Yeah, and then you, oh, that's not real. And then, you know, he ransacks your ship and kills everybody. <clears throat> so I prefer, tend to think that it's probably a mix between the two. He probably, uh, it was in the time most pirates, if a, if a, any ship surrendered immediately, um, they would just let them go. They would maroon them somewhere or take all their stuff and then let them go, let them take their ship and go if they surrendered immediately. But if they didn't surrender immediately, if they tried to fight or if they tried to run away, th- then they would do the awful things like, you know, beat them, kill them, cut their throats, throw them overboard, walk the plank, bash them against the side of the boat, whatever. So it's probably some, I'm, I'm sure he did both of them because he had to keep his image up. You know, if he was always just seen letting everybody go, no one would have really been afraid of him. But uh, in uh, later 1717, uh, Blackbeard started getting really, really bold. Uh, There's a report that he took on a Royal Navy ship and won, which at the time was nuts because the Royal Navy had the best fleet, the best soldiers, the best sailors, the best guns. They had the best of everything. Like they like that's how the British built their empire was through their Navy. So there is a report that he took on the Royal Navy and beat one of their ships. And then later on, he actually attacked with his two sloops, a French merchant vessel off the coast of St. Vincent. And uh, with both of his ships firing broadside on the French merchant ship, they it surrendered and he took the ship and then uh, let all of the um, let all of the it was a slave ship. So he let all of the slaves off. He said any slaves that could stay wanted could stay that wanted to stay could stay. A few did. The rest he let off and told them to go back to Martinique. And he took the ship and then gave them one of the sloops so they could go away. So he let these guys go. And then he renamed the new French merchant ship the Queen Anne's Revenge, which became his flagship. Damn. And I find that kind of ironic because Queen Anne oh no wait, was it Queen Anne or Queen Elizabeth? I think it was Queen Elizabeth. Hold on. Oh, it was Queen Elizabeth. Okay. So I thought he was being clever. He wasn't. He just named his ship the Queen Anne's Revenge. Fine. My bad. Good thing I I went back and looked. But, so, uh, okay, I already said that. Sorry. (laughs) Interesting story. Uh, Okay. Blackbeard would occasionally kill his own men just to keep them in line. Uh, There's a story. One day he was in his cabin drinking with one of his lieutenants. Uh, Okay. I have to stop here for a minute because this is just utterly ridiculous. And this is real. This guy's name, his one of his lieutenants was named Israel hands. 
<laughs> Weird name. So every time I see the name Israel Hands pop up research, I want to give him a nickname like Israel Wandering Hands or <laughs> Israel Sexual Assault Hands because a pirate with that name, it just ha- it's just all bad. This sounds like the guy you want to definitely keep away from your sister or your girlfriend or your wife or your mom. The Israel uh, Slide Hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd like you to meet Israel. Whoa, get off my mom's titty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked up. Okay. <laughs> just because I like doing research, I looked up the definition of the saying wandering hands and the actual definition is the tendency to attempt to attempt to touch another person for sexual gratification without their consent so not the nicest thing and then also crazier i found out that there is a band from the united kingdom called wandering hands and they have a music video of them covering pharaoh's song happy and why would you use that band name like we're the wandering hands, and we sing happy. Well, they're probably happy because they uh, got what they wanted. <laughs> exactly, uh, they're pretty good musicians, and it's a really clever music video. It's just the worst band name of all time. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Blackbeard and Israel sexual assault hands were uh, at drinking in his cabin one evening, and. Blackbeard had his pistols on him like he usually did, and he had a pistol in each hand and crossed his arms underneath the table and shot hands directly in the knee, and he shot another crew member. And then later on when someone asked him why he did that, why would he hurt one of his own men, like one of his lieutenants, and kill one of his other men, his response was, and I quote, if I don't kill one of them every now and again, they will forget who I am. Dang. Yeah. Scarface level shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he did not mess around. Also, uh, in December of 1717, Blackbeard spent a month in Costa Rica, and it is said that during this time he changed his name to Edward Teach, Carlos Calderon, Morales, Smith Still, and impregnated 100% of the local population. So, Juan, you're a direct descendant of Blackbeard. That is amazing. That's, that's I knew there had to be a connection to the booty <laughs> uh, somewhere for the listeners out there. That's not true. I just <laughs> thought it was funny because he was in the area of Costa Rica. Well, it is a nice it's a nice, comfortable place. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of the ladies, uh, Blackbeard did like the ladies. Uh, it was rumored that at one point he had 14 wives. Uh, most pirates in that time would just get their rocks off by visiting prostitutes whenever they went into port, whether it was a pirate port or another port they were actually got into. Uh, Blackboard does sound like more of a hopeless romantic, though, or just a sick sociopath, because uh, he would find a woman that he liked, and then he would spend three or four days getting her liquored up on rum and getting freaky with her. Oh, dude, think about that. How gross would that have been? Dirty guy off a ship, Probably hasn't had a bath in months. Uh, definitely no deodorant. Probably has scurvy and bleeding pores and nasty teeth and so many STDs. Wes, you don't want to go out? You just tell me. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to take it personal. Jeez. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, though. They probably all were like that. 
So, I'm, so they're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm also going with the guy in charge. <laughs> At least I don't have to worry about nobody fucking me. Like, can you imagine that if you're a woman back then? Like, oh, dude, she's hot. Don't fuck with her. That's Black Pearl's beard's wife. Dude, you wouldn't even think about it. No. Uh, like, so no. Here's what he would do, though. After a few days of, uh, quote, getting to know the lady, he would take her aboard his ship and then have one of his men pretend to be a priest and they would have a fake wedding. Like, everyone would know it was fake except for her. And then this fake marriage would basically last until he set sail and he would never see her again. Oh, he was a douchebag. Yeah, he was a giant douchebag. So uh, later on in the end of 1717 into 1718, uh, his movements and stuff is really unknown. It was like three or four months where there's no records of where he was or what he was doing. Um, there's uh, records of attacks of pirates off the coast of St. Christopher Island and Samana Bay in Hispaniola. And then in March of 1718, he stopped a ship called Adventure and invited her captain, Harriet. Yeah, Harriet. Like Harriet the Spy. Whoa. These these names, man, they're killing me. Uh, so uh, he invited Harriet the Spy to join his crew, and Harriet the Spy accepted the invitation. And Blackbeard made Israel Wandering Hands the captain of the ship Adventure. So Israel took a bullet to the knee and got promoted, basically. It's not a bad deal. No, I mean he probably had a, dying. probably had a limp for the rest of his life. I mean, dude, what? what oh, he. What, I just had to hope that that went clean through, because they ain't getting that out. There's no doctor on the ship. Yeah, you'd have to really be like lucky or very tough. Yeah, to survive that kind of a wound back then. Yeah, it would have had to come. It would have had to come out clean, or you would have just gotten an infection and died. They would have threw you overboard. Yeah. I don't know. They might, might have eaten you. I don't know. They're really hungry. <laughs> if they were that drunk, they probably would. So, after adding this ship, they had a total of five ships in their flotilla. And in April, they captured and burned another ship and then set sail to Grand Cayman and captured <laughs> what they call a small turtler. I could not find what this is. It's like turtle, but misspelled. I'm guessing it's just a small boat. Like I just think it's like a little piece of shit floating around the toilet. It's called turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it turtle. just won't flush. It just goes down and then yeah, pops back up. It's just not heavy enough. Go down. <laughs> Damn turtler. Uh, it's, yeah, it just had to be like a really small boat. Like, how would you like that? You're on this tiny little boat, and this pirates come up. Hey, we want your boat. What, dude? I ain't got nothing. Well, we're taking it anyway. Like, how much would that have sucked? So, uh, after this, there is a report of a ship being captured near Havana, but it is not certain if it was Blackbeard. One historian says it was. Others say it isn't. So, it doesn't really matter. He obviously probably was going around, probably recruiting crew making more women his wives and being a general douchebag of the seas. Uh, they, a lot of historians call him the crown prince of the seas. I call him the crown prince of douchebag because he was just an awful, awful person. But next, they sailed to the east coast of Florida to the wrecks of the 1715 Spanish treasure fleet. So the Spanish would do this thing where they would have ships in you know, the Caribbean Sea and in the Americas, and they would load all sorts of silver and gold and goods, like 
literally it was a treasure fleet. And so the 1715 Spanish treasure fleet was 12 ships, 12 large ships that were just full of gold and silver and other stuff. And they were on their way back to Spain when a hurricane hit them off of the east coast of Florida and all of the ships but one were wrecked onto the coast. Pretty wow. nasty. Yeah. So some artifacts and coins, even still to this day, will wash up on the Florida the Florida coast near where this happened. So everyone's, I'm sure there's tons of guys out there with metal detectors looking for this. But still, to this day, it's not very often, but occasionally people will find like a coin or something. They're like, oh yeah, that's from the Spanish treasure fleet that crashed 300 years ago. Around 1,500 sailors died in this hurricane. And only a few survived in lifeboats. That just sounds awful. I've been through a hurricane. I would never, ever want to be on a boat in a hurricane. Yeah, can you imagine being on the water in a hurricane? Oh, that would be awful. And I've been then, on storms just in like, like in Lake Michigan. Yeah. And it's freaking horrifying. Yeah. One of the scariest things in my life. You'll see a storm coming. You'll think you can outrun it. There's no way. Yeah. It comes up on you so quick. I was in a boat that was like 18 foot. I, dude, I found Jesus like eight times. <laughs> like, dude, it was, it was horrible, and it was back in the crazy wine days. Yeah. So to add to add to the effect of the horrifyingness, and you know, whole handful of shrooms. <laughs> so there was like hippopotamuses flying around. And, oh, dude, it was, it's so- it was one of those like moments where you go. I don't think I'm really making good choices. <laughs> who, would, who would do this? Who would do this mix to themselves? And then you know, but I was on a ship of idiots. We were all stupid. And uh, I learned one of the dumbest things you can do if their boat is just like going all over the place is to climb down into that. Oh yeah, into, into the, the hold. Yeah. There was a girl that was with us. I have never in my life been able to shake the sounds of the screams. Oh. Of this girl because she was getting shook. You could hear the her body slamming around inside. It's oh. like thump, ah, thump. Ah. Oh. But I was just outside going like, "We're gonna die, man." <laughs> <laughs> Why is that hippopotamus pink? <laughs> I'm gonna die seeing hippopotamuses. <laughs> and so I never did that again after that. Oh yeah, that would scare so much out of you. Oh, that's. No, I did shrooms. I just didn't go sailing anywhere. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Horrible friend. <laughs> They're like, really, really? You talk to this guy on the regular? You're his friend? He's like, yes. I am his friend, but he's the horrible friend. <laughs> so uh, Blackbeard and his men didn't find anything among the wreckage of the treasure fleet because it had been three years and basically everybody had came along. Every other scavenger had came along and picked up anything that was valuable and not sunk into the sand already. So I bet that probably pissed off his crew a lot. He's like, hey, we're going to go look for treasure. Yay! Hey, there's nothing here. Yay? We're drunk? Where's the rum? That had to have been bad. But in May of 1718, Teach, like a huge douchebag that he is, he promoted himself from captain to commodore. Of course he did. And then uh, he attempted his most ambitious plan yet. He took his fleet and blockaded the port city of Charleston, South Carolina. Poor Charleston. 
He, yeah, this port at the time had no guard ship, and it probably wouldn't have mattered if they did. Uh, it <laughs> they blockaded the the you know the way into the port, and they immediately captured the port's pilot boat. A pilot boat is like a little boat that goes from the land to the ships and takes people back and forth. And then over the next five or six days, they stopped and ransacked every ship that came and went. And then on a few days in. He captured a ship called the Crowley, which was a merchant ship bound for London. And on board, the Crowley had several of Charleston's wealthy residents. Blackbeard interrogated them and then put them below decks and then went through all their papers and discovered that he had captured Samuel Ragg, who was a member of Carolina's council or South Carolina's council. So a government guy. So realizing that he had a hostage and it gave him the power to demand anything he wanted of Charleston, uh, instead of demanding gold, silver or goods, sugar, flour, baking goods, cocoa, Toll House, peanut butter, whatever, uh, he said he would exchange the hostages for 300 pounds of medicine. What? Yep. So because of this, some historians... How bad did his balls itch, man? Some historians speculate that he made this demand because he was looking for a cure for a, quote, wedding gift (laughs) from one of his wives. So his 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 dick was probably just falling off or black. That's what I mean. He was terrified. And so he sent three of his pirates in a longboard on into the into Charlestown to make demands of the governor saying, hey, he wants three hundred pounds of medicine so two days passed dude you gotta have some serious issues oh yeah you order 300 pounds of yeah yeah 300 pounds that's crazy so uh two days passed and no word from the governor no word from his pirate sailors so he was pissed and he said he was going to behead all of the hostages and then send his ship into port and completely destroy the town. Like, he was super pissed. So somehow, Samuel Ragg convinced him to wait a few more days. And then two days, two days later, Blackbeard, completely sick and tired of being ignored and not being taken seriously, uh, commanded his ships into the harbor to attack the town. So all the ships sailed in the position. They lined up, got their guns ready, and they were about to unload on the town when he saw a longboat coming back and inside were his three uh, pirates. So they came back out to meet him and he said, you know, what the heck happened? And they were like, oh yeah, uh, we got into uh, the, the harbor and our boat sank. And he's like, what? But that was like four days ago. Well, yeah, uh, we we went in and we gave your message to the governor and he got the medicine ready and he gave it to us. And we've been drunk for three days because we went to every pub in town. Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it kind of made him feel too comfortable. They knew they had the place by the balls and uh, it's time to party. Meanwhile, you know, he's back there just scratching and itching his nuts. Like, Come on, give me the medicine. Yeah. So surprisingly, uh, Blackbeard took the medicine and then released the hostages and sailed away dancing. And as he danced, he invented the new dance called the Charleston, which would be later popularized in the 1920s. You're not serious. No, I'm totally kidding. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, dancing. What? Because he was itching? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I I, what, what does the Charleston look like? <laughs> uh, 
I'm sure he went back and rubbed all 300 pounds of the medicine on his balls. <laughs> he must uh, have really been sick, man. Oh, yeah. To- like, that would have just been, you know, I, anybody, I, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. But then again, when you hear about the conditions they were under. Yeah. Who know, you could, yeah, dude, those, those guys could have been walking around with, like, a dozen things. Oh, yeah. Which they, would, you know, lead into why their life expectancies were so short. Yeah, they all probably had malaria because malaria was rife back then. And malaria is one of those things that once you have it, you always yeah. have it and it comes and yeah. goes. So I'm sure all of them had malaria amongst every other thing. <clears throat> so while he was in Charleston, uh, Blackbeard, where I was in, you know, blockading Charleston, he learned that Woods Rogers, the English guy, had left England with several men of war. And so men of war was a common term used for the biggest, baddest naval vessels of the time. They were like these giant frigates. They were basically indestructible. They would have like 40 to 60 guns on them and they could just obliterate anything in their path. And so uh, Woods Rogers had left England with orders to hunt and destroy every pirate in the West Indies and Indies and obliterate them all, because the governments were sick and tired of pirates by this time. Because it started in like 1650, and this was now like you know 70 years later, and the governments were like, forget this, we're just throwing everything at these pirates, and we're gonna kill them all. That's always the answer. <laughs> All they got to do is just let them stay out there long enough to just die off themselves. Basically. So Blackbeard then sailed north to North Carolina, which was, which had a private, sorry, bleh, which had a, dang it, what is with my mush mouth? Which had a pirate friendly governor named, oh, geez, I forgot his name. No Charles. Balls. uh charles eden there we go he was a governor who uh was not harsh on piracy and he was known to make deals with pirates and he would give uh king's pardons government pardons to pirates and he was doing it more and more he would like take the cuts of things in exchange for pardons so the his blackbeard had his fleet go into uh north carolina into what is now what is called topsail inlet like a little inlet and he said they were going to careen their ships to do maintenance on them so what they would do is wait for high tide and they would get their ships close up to shore and then hold them there and then the tide would go out and the ship would lay on its side and then they would like scrape off the barnacles and like basically do maintenance on the parts of the ship that were below the waterline <coughs> so while they were sailing into the inlet uh, his flagship, the Queen Anne's Revenge, ran aground on a sandbar, and the main mast cracked, and the whole ship was severely damaged. So then Blackbeard commanded the other ships to throw lines over the deck to try and pull it off the sandbar, and Israel Wandering Hands sloop, his sloop also ran aground, severely damaging it as well. This left Blackbeard with only two sloops. So he now had... A bunch, two sloops and a bunch of extra guys that he didn't need. So then Blackbird then told Steed Bonnet to, to and many of his crew to go ashore and get word to the governor to go and obtain pardons for all of them. So Bonnet went to Governor Charles Eden and Bonnet received his pardon. But when Bonnet got back, he found that Blackbeard had taken uh, his ship, Bonnet's ship, and marooned him and the crew there and left them all behind. 
So Bonnet then tried to find Blackbeard to get revenge on him, but he could never find him. And despite having obtained a pardon, Bonnet, being the not good criminal that he was, immediately went back to pirate back to piracy and was not that long later captured and hanged for being a pirate so some historians and writers have speculated that blackbeard and israel's sexual assault hands intentionally ran their ships aground to force many of the crew ashore to make their shares of the booty greater i think that's plausible sounds right yeah so then after that blackbeard sailed north to a small island called Ocracoke Inlet, and he marooned 25 more men there. And a lot of people think that that was, he just did that because they were probably protesting the ones they had done. And so he was like, oh, you don't like it? Fine, get off my boat. He then nailed, sailed north to Bath, North Carolina, got, in, got a hold of uh, the governor, and received a pardon for himself and all of his men. What? Yep, and then they divided up all the plunder. Well, you know, one thing I will say is uh, the bigger the booty, the better. Yeah. So he was a backstabbing swindler douchebag. <clears throat> so then Blackbeard settled down in Bath and oh, this is so awful. He married the 16-year-old daughter of a local plantation owner. So what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a young rich girl. It's horrible. Like, I can't even find one. Uh, <laughs> like for a long time. How did he get, like, he obviously had to throw so much money at her family to get them to do that. That's just awful. Or maybe it's just because he's Blackbeard and they're scared to death. That could be, too. But so then he tried to live a, quote, That North. medicine must have worked, man. <laughs> Something helped him, obviously. Right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, so I'm ready for, to do this again. So for uh, several months... He uh, did actually live a straight life. He had been pardoned, and uh, he did some small-scale smuggling to keep himself busy and a few other things. Just I just do some small-scale smuggling, just, you know, yeah. keep myself on the up and up. You know. Yeah. And then uh, he uh, used Ocracoke Island as a base. You know, it was a nearby island, and it was off the coast of a... Uh, it's like one... Uh, I, I need to show you on a map. This is just too hard to do over a podcast. <coughs> But a uh, the local governors of the colonies had become very active in pirate hunting, and Blackbeard uh, wisely tried to have a more normal life to avoid getting hanged because he realized that, eh, I probably can't get away with this for very much longer. And so that's why he, like, marooned half the crew, got a bigger share of the wealth, sunk two of his ships on purpose, you know, all this whole thing to just basically benefit himself. Dude, but, it is Takashi. Cut a deal. Yep. Gotta, gotta walk free. Yep. Uh, fucked over a bunch of his people. Yep. Wow. Yep. It Six, did happen. It yeah. did happen. So, yeah, I guess it was just art imitating. I guess Takashi 6 9 is just art imitating, you know, history. <laughs> yep, he should have never happened. And, yeah. And uh, we, had, we had the map to show us to not let this, you know, be a thing. And uh, 
We didn't listen. That's why history is important. Yeah. Well, let's see if a uh, six nine does what uh, Blackbeard did here in the future. We'll have to wait and see, obviously. But uh, anyway, so uh, after getting bored and restless for a while, uh, Blackbeard went to the governor and asked for permission to for a sloop, a ship, and permission to set sail to St. Thomas and to try and get a commission as a privateer. He wanted to go. He said, oh, I want to go be a privateer again. I want to work for the government and just do what I do, but just make it legal. So the governor was like, fine, get out of here. The government didn't care. The governor governor didn't like having him around. He was like, better to have him out there rather than here getting antsy and probably just taking it out on our colonists. So, uh, but Blackbeard hopped on his boat and immediately went back to attacking ships. He went up to Delaware, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and was just being a pirate, being a menace. And he was using Ocracoke Island as his home port. <coughs> now, Ocracoke Island is... Uh, off the coast of South Carolina. And that... No, North Carolina. Sorry, North Carolina. And so... <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm jumping ahead of myself. By this time, 48 pirates, including Steed Bonnet, had been hanged in South Carolina alone. They were cracking down on piracy hard. Dude. Yeah. And to top it all off, Blackbeard's old mentor, Benjamin Hornigold, was now a pirate hunter. No. Yep. He got he went to the government and became a pirate hunter. Wow. That's uh, this. It's funny how history is so interesting because you wouldn't think. I mean, that's like a movie. You wouldn't. Yeah. And who is this guy where he's like thinks so much of himself every time he's got to probably just go straight to the governor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to sound a little egotistical, but uh, I'm not going to deal with you local authorities. I'm just going to go straight to the governor. Yeah. So uh, to try and avoid the pirate hunters and, you know, everybody else that wanted him, Blackbeard set sail for Bermuda. But on the way, he ran across two French ships and he couldn't help himself. One of the ships was full was full of sugar and cocoa powder or cocoa beans. Uh, it doesn't say. And then the other was empty. So he ambushed them and they surrendered immediately. And he took the crew from the ship full of cargo and put them on the empty ship and said, get out of here. So they took off. He then took the ship full of sugar and cocoa back to Ocracoke Island and sent word to Governor Eden that he had found the French sea French ship at sea and nobody was on board. He just found it like that. And Eden played along with this. And so he got his message and said, Oh, well, if you found it empty, I'm going to declare it derelict. And then he, he, so then Blackbeard shared profits with governor uh, Eden, the sale of the goods. And then Blackbeard burned the French ship to eliminate all any evidence of what they had done. And so from then on, uh, governor was the governor was known as Governor Pirate Loving Douchebag. You know, not wow. really. That's just what I call him because he was a dick. But I mean, people want to complain about politicians nowadays. Politicians have always been dicks. Politicians have always been heard. I mean, just it's the way it's always been. You get power, you're going to abuse people. It's just the way it is. No politician is worth trusting. History proves it over and over and over and over again. Look at this example of Governor Pirate Loving Douchebag. This guy was supposed to protect the colonists and the merchants from pirates. And what was he doing? He was working with them. I don't, yeah, it was crazy. So at this well, time. Well, you can't beat them. You might as well join them. <laughs> <laughs> 
So at this time, Governor Spotswood of Virginia heard about the sugar ship and the sale of the sugar and the gov- and Governor uh, Douchebag's involvement in it, and he was pissed. He had been monitoring Blackbeard's movements for almost a year, and he was sick of Blackbeard. And it was said that Spot- Governor Spotswood spent more time working on the problem of piracy, specifically Blackbeard, than taking care of the work he needed to do for the colony of Virginia. And it was so bad, his obsession with Blackbeard and piracy, that his local council were trying to get rid of him. They were sick. And then sick. they wrote, like, a propaganda film, <laughs> right? It's called, uh, it's called uh, Pirate Madness. <laughs> Pirate Madness! <laughs> and they convinced everyone how evil they were. I'm sorry. I've seen Reaper Madness too many times. <laughs> So we're going to make it illegal because people are just too chilled out. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he spent way too much of his time and effort worrying about pirates and the colonists were pissed because they're like, no, we need you to help us. And he ignored them. So uh, basically, when he realized if I don't do something that they like, they're going to kick me out and I'm going to lose all my power. And then Blackbeard, like a moron, basically gave him the best reason to go after him. So uh, Blackbeard hosted a party on Ocracoke Island. I'm not kidding. He hosted a pirate party with his fellow friends and other famous pirates, Charles Vane, uh, Israel (laughs) Israel Sexual Assault, Wandering Hands, and Calico Jack Rackham. This party... Jack Rackham? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does anyone have a normal name? No. Like, it, I wouldn't, like, the other one, Charles Vane, I just want to call him Charles Dick Vane. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> like, these names are terrible. Thanks for the vision. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's like a triumphant Vaney bastard. What? No. <laughs> I we were talking about pirates. But like, oh, I mean, it's I can't help it. It's just too easy. So this party on this island lasted for days. Dude, this party must have been off the hook. Oh, like, da- like literally off the days. hook. Like literally, right? Cats and yeah. I feel like all these <laughs> yeah. famous pirates are in town, right? It would have been like like the who's who. Yeah, right. They would have been like celebrity. They're like celebrities, right? Like yeah, they're famous. Yeah, and then they have this, and he like hosted. So it's like, wow, that's kind of you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, he, I know it's, it probably doesn't sound shitty, but yeah, I guess if you're gonna like be like that, and you're gonna throw a party, like go big kinda, or go home. Yeah, right, right. So it'd be like if someone really, really cool like threw your party. I was like, yeah, you know, man, that'd be cool. I mean, not like Blackbeard. I'd choose someone way cooler than that. Oh yeah, be like, hey Snoop, throw me your party. You know what no, I mean? I, like Dave Chappelle throwing the best party ever. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would wouldn't that be the best? Probably. If Dave Chappelle was like, "Hey, Mark and Juan, come over. I'm having a party." <laughs> I'd be like, "I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I don't know." As if uh, uh, Mark's there, you've got your white guy. <laughs> I don't see why you need me. I'm starting to feel suspect. I'm a little, I feel a little uncomfortable about the longevity of myself in this situation. <laughs> As uh, record shows it, you don't have a lot of like glorious stories of event 
Hispanic uh, victim. <laughs> and it comes to, uh, like, you know, there's a group of dudes. And then, like, someone does some really cool shit. And then, like, someone else gets really successful. And then people die. It's But we're never the ones that, like... I don't know. You ever hear, like, the great story of Fernando Sanchez? No. No. <laughs> no, like, where he really did some cool shit? No, we always just get left in the back, cleaning some fucking windows, cutting grass. Ah, fuck that. I'm not coming. You know what? I'm not, I'm not coming to the party. <laughs> so... Now that I thought about it. Yeah. This... He was already at Costa Rica. <laughs> you know? This party lasted for several days, and finally, uh, panicked fishermen who sailed by this party freaked out and went back to Virginia and told Governor Spotwood, Spotswood, like, think about that. His name's Spotswood. Dude, your party's so off the hook that people, it freaks people out. They run back and tell the government. Yeah. Okay, that's, you know, I hope they have a party like that someday. Yeah. So they went back to Spotswood. They're having way too much fun down there. Basically. And a, uh, they told him that they said that Blackbeard was creating a pirate fortress on Ocracoke Island. So panic ensues. Spotswood's like, hey, I can use this. The public is now panicking because if there is a pirate fortress this close to us, that just means more pirates, more death. More raiding. It's going to be terrible. So, And some hype-ass parties. Yeah. (laughs) So Spotsword at this time had captured somehow. I don't know. I think it was. It doesn't say exactly, but I believe it was one of the guys he marooned. uh, Blackbeard's former quartermaster. And uh, his quartermaster informed Spotswood of Blackbeard's exact location on the island and how many crew he had. So then Spotswood, with the aid of Governor Eden, you know, the governor of South Carolina, his political enemies, they came up with an illegal plan. Now, this plan was illegal because uh, the waters off of South Carolina were not Virginia's jurisdiction. But he worked with the governor, uh, Governor Eden's political enemies because they hated Governor Eden and they knew Eden worked with Blackbeard. And so he would protect Blackbeard. So they came up with an illegal plan to uh, try and get rid of Blackbeard. So they got uh, the Royal Navy's Lieutenant Robert Maynard. He was the oldest lieutenant at the time. He had been passed over for promotion again and again and again, and he wanted to be promoted. And so they said, hey, you want to take on this illegal mission and go kill Blackbeard? He said, yeah, sure. Just give me some, you know, give me a reward and some ships. So they offered him a reward of 100 pounds, which was a ton of money. Because even now, 100 pounds is like 125 150 bucks so back then it was like a couple thousand dollars probably i didn't look up the exchange rate i'm not that into it it was a significant reward because blackbeard was basically the most notorious pirate of them all so maynard set sail with two sloops two small ships and 58 men all he had was two small ships and 58 men for the island and he arrived on the evening of november 21st 1718 And since he wasn't familiar with the shoals and the local channels of the area, he chose to wait until the next day to attack because he didn't want his ships to run aground. So he positioned his ships to stop any ships from entering or leaving the inlet to keep Blackbeard from getting a warning that he was there and preventing any possible escape attempt. So the next morning, or I should say that evening, Blackbeard, like the prideful, arrogant moron that he was, was busy having a party and drinking with all of his men, and he never set a lookout. 
and Israel Wandering Dirty Hands was ashore in Bath with 24 of the other men, leaving Blackbeard with less than 20 men. Wow. So Blackbeard... And that's like uh, 19 drunk dudes. Yeah. So Blackbeard (laughs) was way too cocky for his own good. So the next morning, the Royal Navy sloops weighed anchor and then quietly headed into the inlet. Now, it said that when they were heading into the inlet, they could see the masts of Blackbeard's ships over the sand dunes of the island, so they knew where to go. Once they were in range, Blackbeard had somehow been tipped off or had somebody had seen it, knew they were coming. Blackbeard had his sloop turn broadside and open fire, and in one volley, he killed one-third to one-half of Maynard's 58 men, crippled one of the Navy's sloops, And Maynard was on the other sloop, which ran aground, and then he lightened the ship to get it off of a sandbar, and he ordered all, almost all of his men left over on the ship. He took from the other sinking sloop, he took any survivors of that onto his ship, and then he told most of his men to go below deck, and he told the guy steering the ship to just close in on Blackboard's ship and get ready to board it. And before he got there, he told the majority of his men to go below decks. So the two ships collided and they threw grenades with to each other made of black powder and which created a bunch of smoke. When the smoke cleared, Blackbeard led all of his men on board Maynard's ship and said, uh, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? I figured you would appreciate that. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I... <laughs> Dude, I was like a little kid, like when his grandfather's like telling a story, right? Yeah. I have a seat in this shit. I'm like, what happened with Blackbeard? <laughs> Man, I've seen Wayne Brady live. What a talent. <laughs> yeah. I just had to throw that in there. Uh, so then uh, Maynard's men were all at the back of the ship. And Blackbeard and his men closed in on them, surrounding them. And as he did this... <laughs> Maynard's men below deck burst out of the bottom of the ship and took them by surprise. Maynard's surprise attacked work. Despite the surprise, Blackbeard and his men rallied like absolute maniacs. They were known for just being wild. I mean, when you're drunk and you can't feel pain, right. of course, like they were just nuts. So, so many men were killed in the broadside attack that it is reported that the deck of the ship was slippery because of the blood during the fierce hand to hand battle. So, literally a bloodbath. Blackbeard and Maynard immediately fired... whatever disease you didn't have, you're going to get it now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, slipping and falling over everybody's blood. Ugh. There's a little hepatitis. (laughs) (laughs) So, Blackbeard and Maynard immediately fired their pistols at each other and then threw their pistols away because it wasn't, you know, they had one-shot pistols. And then they drew their swords. Uh, They started sword fighting, and Blackbeard broke Maynard's sword clean off. Just bam. Broke his cutlass. And But the Royal Navy sailors were better trained, and they pushed the pirates up onto the bow of the ship. Blackbeard lunged for uh, Maynard, but as he was doing so, one of the Royal Navy sailors cut his neck while trying to attack Maynard. But Blackbeard continued to fight. This dude was fierce. But well, eventually. He got all that medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like fucking like 
<laughs> Some superhero just jacked up. Oh, yeah. Jacked up on roids and medicine. As soon as they cut him, he just heals. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but eventually the neck injury proved to be too much for Blackbeard and he was overwhelmed by further attacks. And once he fell, his pirates surrendered. After the battle, uh, Maynard examined Blackbeard's body and found that he had been shot five times and cut 20 times before finally going down. Oh, he was so jacked up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the dude was just in a frenzy. So then uh, Maynard ordered Blackbeard beheaded and his head was hung from the bowsprit of his sloop and his body was thrown overboard into the water. He kept the head as proof that Blackbeard was dead so he could get his reward. Maynard then remained on the island for several more days, burying the dead and repairing his ship so they could sail back to Virginia. Maynard had expected a promotion and didn't receive one. The fuck? Yep. Never got a promotion. And then Maynard's men were also... Man, when people out there, when you think your job sucks. Oh, yeah. You just remember what happened to this guy. Yeah. Wow, what? Man, that's some bullshit. He was... This was supposed to be, like, the thing that made his career, and it... Nothing. Did nothing for him. They didn't expect him to survive. That's why they chose the old dude. Yep, that's exactly... Oh, fuck. We're never going to promote you anyway. (laughs) Oh, you dumbass. We already passed you up a hundred times. There's a reason we don't want you to be promoted. Yeah. So then uh, his men, he had two groups of men. His men were promised rewards for, you know, helping capture Blackbeard. His men didn't receive the reward for four years. Spotswood was a douchebag. Wow. So see, people, governments never change. (laughs) Never change. Always been the same. same. Uh, Yeah. So then different, uh, different people, different times. Same shit. Yep. Same same stuff. Uh, Blackbeard's surviving pirates were tried, and then all of them were hanged. Uh, Blackbeard, actually, fun fact about Blackbeard. This is probably the most fun fact as it pertains to this podcast. Uh, Blackbeard, I am a direct descendant of Blackbeard, no joke. You get scarier every podcast. (laughs) I like to keep my scariest white friends close. <laughs> that doesn't. That, wow, that just doesn't surprise me. <laughs> my mom you're did. Just, well, you're so hairy. <laughs> my you mom could totally did. grown that beard. Can, can you see the resemblance? I could grow a beard like that in a month. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. You could be like reverse sideburns. Yeah. Pirate reverse sideburns. My family has done our genealogy, and Blackbeard is a descendant. So yeah, I'm somewhere. There's some Blackbeard DNA floating around in me somewhere. Wow. I think I'm a direct uh, descendant of Chicken Little. (laughs) (laughs) Brock, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, now that we're finished with the story, uh, Blackbeard, what are your thoughts on Blackbeard, Juan? You know, it really just, it's not a surprise because to this day, you know, you, people still glorify the bad guy. Right. You know, and the rewards for, for that sometimes are just so unfair. It's just that typical thing of, like, special treatment. Because they knew he had money. Yeah. So they're just going to feel like, and it's just so typical that, you know, because you have money, you literally can commit crimes and just get a pardon. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. You know? Until finally he just pissed I mean, off they the wrong do governor. That legally, too, but. Yeah. 
He just did it enough until he, he made w- everyone so mad. They were like, finally, we're just going to kill him. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, uh, silver lining on all of this, I have one silver lining. Uh, any of our female listeners out there, uh, you're not 16 years old getting married to some dirty, scuzzy pirate. You know, that's that's a silver lining. You can take that away right now. You don't live back then. Here's another silver lining. You're a direct descendant of Blackbeard, mm-hmm. and you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> this just goes to prove, ladies, that... Over time, those genetics can mutate into something totally different, and there's your real silver lining. Yes. Mark may look like a Neanderthal. He would possibly eat your heart, but he's really just <laughs> a, big, a big soft teddy bear. <laughs> yep. So that's it for Blackbeard. Uh, actually, we would like your feedback on this. I wanted to do something different. Uh, this isn't going to become like a history podcast every episode. Uh, we'll still if do you some were pop- a pi- If you were a pirate, though. Yeah. What would be your name? My name? Yeah. Ooh, I haven't thought about that. That's, I mean, I can't pick any of these, anything close to these guys' names because they all wind up being just like dick jokes. Well, a lot of them too, like they sounded feminine, some of the names. So it was like, is it like the theory of like, you know, how Johnny Cash, like the boy named Sue? Yeah. So like they just give him this name and then the guy's just got to make up for it and be a super dick. <laughs> it's possible. You know, his name's yeah. Gladys. So he's off, you know, just, <laughs> he becomes glad to, you know, Head beheader, you know, chopping be heads off. I don't know, whatever. Just like, it's got to, you know, make it more masculine. Oh, dude, I just got it. I know what my, uh, I know what my pirate name would be. I know exactly what my pirate name would be. What's that? Seahawk Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, Captain Ass King. (laughs) (laughs) Pirate Ass King 69. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Seahawk Predator. (laughs) So on that note, everybody, uh, please give us your feedback. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Juan, did you enjoy this? Yeah, I don't like anything where you snatch booty. I just, yeah, I wanted to do this this podcast. I don't, one thing I love about this podcast is I have full uh, creative control of everything. Uh, there's nobody out here telling me what to do. So I'm going to do whatever I want and whatever, you know. I love people's ideas and very few people have given very many ideas. I've had, a, you know, a few people give me ideas. One listener did say he wanted us to have recurring characters. So who knows? Maybe uh, Mr. Israel Wandering Hands will come back into the show at a later date. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. But uh, I think that would be fun since we already kind of really, I really enjoyed that because I do like learning things about uh, random shit like that. You know, you don't know. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like you might be like an inch deep in something, but now I feel like, you know, a little little Blackbeard history. And I'll be at that party where some guy tries to, you know, out Blackbeard me and be like, whoa, hold on, mister. <laughs> You're tossing to Captain S. King 69. <laughs> All right, I got a friend who's a direct descendant of Blackbeard. Who do you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can be like, hey, you know, uh, he uh, had a sore balls one time and held up a whole town, held a whole town hostage. I probably would balls. be like uh, Pirate No Beard. <laughs> I just, uh, no. I enjoy eating pussy too much. There's no way I would. <laughs> Just go on with the full beard. Yeah, but remember what Team Eka and Lenny said. Beard's not bad. Yeah, I have I have given that a little thought. 
<laughs> you look like uh, Captain uh, Five O'Clock Shadow. Captain Five O'Clock Shadow. Captain Shadow. Or it could be Seahawk Predator and his first mate, Captain Five O'Clock Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, now I want to get some pirate outfits for Halloween and take pictures together. <laughs> There's God, a that would be, I would look idea. just terrible. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I mean, that's kind of unfair. You're like a direct descendant of a pirate. Like, <laughs> Jeez. I mean, that, I feel like I'd be like Mr. Shmee. Like, a, a little fat guy it's like a little, little fat wingman, you know, just kind of runs around kissing his ass all day. Yeah. But that's the only way to stay alive. Like, I don't think that character is even a far stretch either. Probably not, no. Uh, you're, you're just going to kiss that guy's ass all day just so he doesn't shoot you in the knee. Exactly. <laughs> no, don't worry about that. It's fine, sir. I'll be okay. <laughs> Thanks for not killing me, though. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah and if uh anyone out there juan even you too if there's a topic or you know anything that you want us to a uh, uh explore and talk about and give our own uh humorous twist to shoot us a message let us know i do have a little bit of a panty fetish uh panty fetish <laughs> so you want us to do a, a podcast on panties nope couldn't make it two hours sorry <laughs> <laughs> Six, eight minutes, I'd have to just call it a wrap. <laughs> Horrible thing. Uh, we need to get some shirts made. I actually had a really good idea today. I thought, I need to make a Horrible Friend ringtone. I think uh, I would like that for my own phone, actually. Dude, if there was a Horrible ring phone to- <laughs> ringtone, everyone that knows me would have that as mine. <laughs> Who's like, calling? Oh. Right, exactly. Uh, it's telling like, you. Oh, it's, it's, it's my Horrible Friend one. <laughs> I tell you what though When the shit goes down You'll call me <laughs> <laughs> Exactly I keep getting calls from jail man What? Yeah I, For weeks I, Somebody keeps calling me from prison And I don't know who it is Because I'm like I try to answer And it keeps like saying I can't accept the call Because like it's through a cell phone yeah. I'm like Who the hell do I know in Texas, in prison. It's not me. It's and not it wasn't. No, I literally. I was like, Mark, are you okay? What happened? <laughs> yeah, he did. You. He did send me a text like a couple yeah, weeks like, ago. I'm like, not making. Are this you up, in jail? <laughs> Listen, if you're listening out there and you're incarcerated, stop calling me. Listen, I tell I tell everyone, you can call me about anything. Just don't call me if you need bail money because I'm not. I can't. <laughs> no, because you can't be that friend. Yeah. You just can't be. When you're the friend that will bail out people when they get in trouble like that, like, I'm not saying that everyone deserves to be there. People do get incarcerated and things for the wrong reasons, and sometimes, you know, situations suck. But, uh, listen, I don't got time to sort that shit out, so just don't call me. (laughs) And please, whoever it is that keeps calling me, I'm not going to answer. You already wasted, like, 30 (laughs) waits in line with scary people to try and call me to have me not answer. I don't know. Just when you're going to give up. That makes me scared because only a woman would call that many fucking times. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Am I, I don't think I'm wrong, dude. No, a guy would if, call maybe twice and be like, yeah, nah, fuck you. No, not 30. So now I'm like, is there something like, <laughs> is there some, something happened that I don't know about? Like, uh, listen, man, I still have like those weird songs. Like, uh, some dude going to walk up to me like, hey, dad. And he's like 30. Yeah. And I didn't know. Like, I don't know. And then he's like, 
I just got out of prison. I've been searching for you my whole life. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> and the worst part is you're going to find out it's going to be that, that really, that one embarrassing fuck that you never told anyone about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got more than one. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if you had to pick one. <laughs> Was it Hubba Bubba? Hubba Bubba. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know it's bad. <laughs> you know you're a you know you're a uh, butt pirate uh, pirate of the booty when when people that you've dated have like weird nicknames. Yeah. I remember that time you dated uh you know and then they instead of using the real name they give like the the funny name that your friends give you and they're like dude what are you what are you what are you doing why are you what, what the hell is wrong with you I'm like dude it's a Wednesday all right catch me on Saturday jeez. It's so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get the fuck off on that? Hell. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How did you get up on Hubba Bubba? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably the same way that, it, that it's happened every time. <laughs> a long list of these kind of faces. <laughs> Eyes wide open. Mouth dropping. <laughs> a long list of the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, after, the after you had way too much to drink, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I never had like those weird, like one night stands or like the pirates did. Like, I never actually woke up with someone I didn't know or anything weird <laughs> like that. Never had that happen. Maybe that would have been better a few times. <laughs> you know, it's hard to look pretty much everyone in the face that you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know that lifestyle, like being a pirate like that. You know, like people romance that stuff. Yeah. You know, and of course, in the movies and stuff. And like, I always, of course, think of Jack Sparrow as like the best pirate ever, but not because of Johnny, not because Johnny Depp was necessarily like the best pirate. It's just that the way they wrote that part was for him to to be a drunk. And I thought that was much more realistic, and I think that's why that was more successful as like a portrayal of a pirate. Yeah, he was a total douchebag. Actually, uh, the character Jack Sparrow was largely based on Blackbeard. Fun fact: You literally walked me right up into that shit. Didn't even yep. like warn me. Nope. Yeah, because that's exactly how you know he would seem like he's nice and like you want him to be your hero, but he really is just you know, yeah a drunk. Yeah, he'll betray anybody, everybody, just to get what he wants. Yeah, like you hated him, but you liked him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be, you know, probably a realistic betrayal of someone like that. Yeah, because there's like this weird magnetism to them. But at the same time, like there's in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, he's just going to stab me in the back later, especially if I have something that he wants. So it's like an ex-wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. A current wife? <laughs> current what? wife? What? Soon to be current wife? Okay. <laughs> Horrible example. <laughs> or an angry wingman. An angry wingman. You ever do that shit? Like hanging out, like she's got like a really decent like second friend and the wingman thing, and then you know, find out that's not even the one you really had lined up with some other girl. And they're like, dude, I thought I uh I'm like, hey man, get your own game. Sorry. <laughs> you can pick who you want then. Fucking whining. Clean that shit up. I don't know. 
I must sound like a dick. I probably do sound like a dick. A lot <laughs> you <of them>. do. <laughs> but hey, listen, the only thing, I'm just being real. I just hate whiners. Like, yeah. listen, like, everybody's got an excuse for everything. Just, you know, man, man off. Like, we all make mistakes. We all do, I think, our best at things, and sometimes things fall through. Uh, you guys may or may not have a friend like me who's just not going to let you live that shit down. And here's <laughs> yeah. why. Uh, my friends don't let me live shit down. <laughs> exactly. Believe me, I get reminded of every horrible mistake I've ever made. Yeah, and I've it's reminded like, I you of several. Yeah, things. exactly. It's like every time I run into an old friend, I'm like, oh no, shit. <laughs> you know, you hope that like to God at that time, you're like, you know, you're not dating or something. You hope it's like in my situation now, or at least I've been with Jazz for six years. Like nothing will shock her now. Yeah, <laughs> because dude, I used to have them horrible situations. So, like she talked to my ex-wife. And, my wife would tell these horrible stories about what a dick I was. Like, she's like, I went to school three thousand miles away to a, a very, very small college in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Still found girls they fucked. Like, bitch, what are you doing? I'm trying to have a long term relationship. You'll see, it'll happen to you. And then you know, a year later, pop lady shows up at the door. What the? Fuck? <laughs> That's right. So for those listeners, that yeah, that really that shit really happened. And then they had like that wife, ex-wife, just like, <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole he is conversation. Most guys would have got upset. I literally sat there and just listened to them hate on me and loved every second of it. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you're both still adore me. Look at you. Love me right now. I can tell. <laughs> Horrible example. <laughs> hey, but you know what, people? Uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Especially those who have stuck with us. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, as we're still in this infancy stage of growing and and uh, exactly trying to find our niche in this whole deal, we really appreciate uh, your support and your input. And we really would like you guys to have input. If you really got something that you really feel matters, we are humble and uh, we're just regular people. So, you know, if you give us something to think about, because I know I'm way too drunk. No, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I know I that I know a lot of times people listening can have a, a really good perspective that maybe we don't exactly or maybe something like that and so I think the silver lining in all this is uh, just get your own booty the right way and exactly don't try, don't try and steal it because eventually it's going to chop your head off or you're going to have to beg for medicine when you could have got money that's pretty yeah. bad <laughs> that's really bad yeah could have gotten. Yeah, that's insane. Anyways, uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening today. Uh, thank you for, you know, everything that you do as listeners. Uh, please keep listening. And uh, Seahawk, Predator, Pirate Captain, out! Captain No Beard. Steal it.